share a little bit of my story, my testimony uh, with you guys and, and how that's um, how it's not really affected me, but how God has worked and, and used uh, my story uh, through the years. So uh, if we go back to the to the very beginning, I, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a home that uh, was already established in the faith. Uh, my parents, um, who are still alive, uh, are living in Idaho now, uh, raised all of us. I have three older siblings. I am the youngest of four. Uh, my older brother and two older sisters uh, raised us all in the church, raised us all in the Lord. And uh, so we were uh, surrounded and, and enveloped with, with church and Bible studies. So I know for a lot, a testimony uh, may seem or should come with a lot of uh excitement and, and extravaganza and, and, and uh, a lot of that stuff, but, uh, mine does and it doesn't. So I, you know, I, I can't say that my testimony has a prior life in a sense of living in the world and, and doing my own thing because growing up in the church, I, uh, I found myself in a loving family uh, with parents who, who raised us in that way. And so, uh, I wasn't a rebellious kid by, by any means. I mean, I did goofy things here and there and, and, and probably made improper decisions as a lot of kids uh, growing up will do in school and, and whatever else. Uh, but I was also held to, uh, those consequences. I was held to the standards that my parents were raising us in. And so, uh, there was no getting away with anything. Uh, I was held to, uh, strict, uh, standards. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for that today. Um, but it, it came time when my parents were made it very clear to us and my older brother and sister that that our faith uh, was our own, that just because we went to church or just because my parents attended church didn't mean that we were automatically Christians. You know, I could say I grew up in a Christian home, but in order for that term to become very personal, it had to become mine, my decision. And that is the purpose of, of what Jesus calls us to in Scripture, that we're saved by grace through faith. And so it has to be our faith, our decision, when we get to that age to say, you know what, I do need Jesus. I'm going to put my faith and my trust uh, in Jesus and uh, when I heard the scriptures that he stands at the door and knocks, uh, anybody who opens the door and, and welcomes him in, then he will dine with him and, and live with him. And, and, and I did that at a, a fairly young age. I was in uh, around sixth grade or so and, and just did kind of the, the, the thing in church. There was an invitation given uh, uh, at our church and I raised my hand. Uh, even though I, I knew of Jesus, I knew about the Bible, we, I, you know, I've been in it, so it wasn't new to me, but it was in that moment where I raised my hand and said, this decision has to be mine. And that's when I made the decision to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I remember going home after church and telling my dad, and, and uh, not long after that, uh, my family actually had the opportunity to go to Israel on a trip with our church. And uh, it was in Israel uh, that I had the opportunity to be baptized uh, in the Jordan River. And it was such a, uh, an amazing experience, absolutely freezing cold. And, and one, I'll, I'll just, I remember just standing there shivering, but, uh, but one, uh, an experience I'll, I'll never, ever forget. But it wasn't just because of where I was, but because a lot of it had to do with the process I was going through. Uh, of, and I, I think the Lord really spoke to me in that moment to say, yeah, when you, when you go down in this water and come back up, you're a new person. Uh, you're, and that's, so scripture was coming alive to me, even at that age. 
And so from there on out, I uh, have walked with Jesus. I've been in, stayed involved in church and, and youth group. So going into middle school and, and into high school, I stayed involved with church on Sundays. I stayed involved with our youth group. Um, which again was a blessing. There were, of course, there were times where I was like, you know, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to another youth group because I. So there were times, uh, late middle school, early high school, I was already starting to kind of develop that. You know, uh, I've been there, done that. I've heard these stories time and time and time again growing up, and so I was allowing myself to become very bored with church. But that was me. It wasn't that church was boring. It wasn't that these stories were growing old. It was that I was allowing myself to get into a a mode of contentment um, where, and not in the right way. <laughs> you know, Paul Paul states in, in Philippians, uh, he knows what it is to be high and what it is to be brought low. Uh, but uh, finding contentment in Christ is one thing. But where the contentment that I'm talking about was I was just kind of going through the motions. I was just doing the church thing. So as I was growing up and as I became a teenager, uh, I just kind of viewed church in, 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 in that light. Uh, and, 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 but again, that was the, the, the mindset that I created because I was allowing myself to be involved more with school, more with being an athlete, more with being a football player uh, and, and doing all the things in high school and, and everything else that I wanted to do. And I just really wasn't giving my full attention, my heart and, uh, excuse me, my mind and my heart uh, in, in every respect to Jesus. Now, there was a uh, lot of avenues, a lot of turning points for me uh, where I would say uh, God enlightened me <laughs> to uh, what I was doing and the things I was doing and, and pulled me back in the Holy Spirit kind of keeping me accountable to a life in Jesus and and one of those moments was because uh, some good friends of mine uh, we were attending uh, Ontario Christian school system and I went through that whole school system kindergarten through high school and so in high school at Ontario Christian high school some friends of mine started a Christian club on campus um, it wasn't through any uh, major organization like Student Venture Club, but it was just kind of their own where they felt God called them to say, hey, even on a Christian campus, uh, we need to start a Christian club. And so uh, I was a part of that and just because I felt it was uh, what I was supposed to do. I'm a Christian. I accepted Jesus into my life, and so I need to be a part of this. Plus, they're my friends, and it was great to hang with my friends once a week at, at lunchtime and, and have Bible studies and, and do those things. And so so we did that. We had Bible studies at school. We had Bible studies at a friend's house. Um, and so the Lord was just kind of continuing to speak to me, to tug, tug on my heart, to pull me back into the study of his word. And I did it, and I paid attention. But again, I, I, I was not allowing it to grow deep. And to settle deep into my life. And so uh, there was another time. Let me give you another example. Again, uh, in, in, in my Christian walk where I decided to, at the end of my high school career, I wasn't really paying attention to the Lord. I wasn't having uh, devotions on a regular basis. I was going to church, but it was just kind of, you know, very, I was allowing it to just be very surface layer. And I was more focused on uh, wanting to play football and, and be the best football player I could be at that time. And uh, we were going into our senior year of, of high school football, and that's a big deal for a lot of seniors. Um, and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. 
when my class were sophomores, we went undefeated in our football season. And so we went 10 and 0. So we were excited that this same team now as seniors was going to be the team. You know, there were CIF championship aspirations and league championship aspirations. And, and we felt, OK, this is it. This is our year to 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 be immortalized as a high school athlete <laughs> at that time. I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was very serious. Um, and so we plugged away, you know, we were, we started the season great. I think we started the season, uh, uh, six and O. Oh. I think we started, we started undefeated, had one of the better defenses in the Valley. Um, I was a starting linebacker, middle linebacker for the team. I was starting on offense as a guard, uh, even punted for the team, um, big role. So I think all this up here was starting to explode. I was starting to get a very big head and very getting very full of myself, uh, thinking, you know, just kind of having that I'm untouchable experience. And God had to humble me, and he did so. So in game six or seven, I can't remember which one it was at the moment, uh, but I went down with a season-ending, career-ending injury. Uh, well, not career-ending, let me let me rephrase. It was a season-ending injury uh, uh, where I wasn't able to play for the rest of my senior year. So I didn't get to finish the season. Our team went to the playoffs, uh, went to, I think, the second round, uh, and then got beat, and, and our season was done. So a big bummer. Um, but here's what I learned from that experience. Having to be humbled in that way, uh, God, what God taught me through that situation was my time and my attention was on playing football. My time and attention was on getting glory uh, getting my name in the paper, getting all the statistics and tackles and, and everything else that would come with that, uh, maybe getting another patch on my Letterman jacket, which, you know, again, looking back on it, not a big deal, but but in the time, it was it was important to me. But those things were becoming my idol. That, that glory that I would achieve from hearing my name uh, uh, declared over the loudspeaker or uh, seeing my name in the paper or, or being a good football player or whatever else was, was kind of becoming my purpose and God humbled me in, in a mighty way saying that's not what it's about I was missing the point I was missing that my focus and my purpose and my attention should have been on uh, deepening my relationship with him not the game of football and so being humbled in that way that was another moment for me where I was brought back into uh, my relationship and, and an awakening moment for me uh, to get back on, on track. So I went in, went into college. Uh, I did have aspirations to play football in college, but, and, and practice with the team for a couple weeks, but then decided I just wasn't a college caliber player. <laughs> wasn't, you know, uh, didn't have at the time, didn't have the strength or speed. Uh, my knee was still recovering a little bit. And so to go all out at the college level was, was not uh, where I was. And so, but it was a hard decision. I had to call my dad and and tell him I wasn't going to play football because I was living up to his expectations or what I thought were his perceived expectations of me. He played in college. My brother played in college. And and if I didn't, then I was going to let him down. And so that was a hard, hard call to make. But but hearing my dad's love and grace in, in his voice in that time was so encouraging to me. And he said, Cam, I don't I didn't need you to play college football. I just need you to do what God calls you to do. And that was another moment for me. So God will use so many different circumstances and so many different people to keep you focused on what he wants you to do. But we have to have the ability and ears and eyes to see those moments and to listen for those moments of God speaking to us. And those are a lot of the moments of my story, my testimony, 
that I was ignoring a lot of the time. Now, I won't tell the whole story, but I went through my college years, uh, attended Azusa Pacific University, um, and spent all four years of uh, college there, freshman through senior year, and um, graduated uh, from Azusa Pacific with a degree. But there were a lot of experiences, and, and right now I won't get into a lot of those in detail, um, but there was a, a couple years, uh, probably more like two and a half, almost three years, where I, in, in my words, from my life, just uh, I fell off the deep end, you know, or fell into the deep end and didn't know how to swim. And I got caught up in a lot of the, uh, the things that people will do in college, the parties, the drinking, uh, you know, and all that stuff and allowed myself to go down a path that was not honoring to the Lord. And here I am carrying the title Christian, carrying the title. People knew, my friends knew that, that I was a follower of Jesus. And here I am doing these things, which uh, were in no way in any respect was bringing honor to the Lord through my life um, in any respect. But there was one specific moment and this was my uh, real, uh, not real, uh, that's not the right word, but one of the, the greater impactful moments for me uh, is when I woke up um, after a night of partying and drinking and woke up in an apartment I didn't recognize. Don't remember how I got there. Um, but that was a moment where um, God used that scenario and that situation to open my eyes um, to the reality of the direction I was headed and uh, gotten up, cleaned myself up. And at, a, at, the, at the school I was attending, at Azusa Pacific, in the corner of their football stadium is a large wooden cross. I'm not sure if it's still there today, um, but it was when I attended in the mid to late 90s. And I remember running, uh, hopping the fence, so doing something a little illegal at the time, uh, hopping the fence, uh, but I knew I needed to get to that cross. And I knew I needed to um, ask the Lord to forgive me my sins uh, in a very loud, audible voice. I had to get on my knees and, and just ask for forgiveness because of uh, the witness that I was presenting about him and who he is was not evident in my life. And I was doing nothing to cause people to uh, want to have a relationship with him in any respect. If they were to look at my life, they would not see Jesus. And, and that's what I repented from. And so from there on out, um, that was a strong moment for me to, to get my life back on track and to dive deeper into my relationship with Jesus. And, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And so, so many experiences in my life and my testimony have brought me to the point that I'm at now where being uh, in the word of God and, and staying in tune with him and doing my best, as it says in Galatians 5.25, that if we live by the spirit, we are to keep in step with the spirit. And that has been a strong point for me to keep in step with him. And the way that I do that is to stay in his word, uh, to stay in a mode of prayer, uh, to constantly keep my eyes open and ears open and heart open to hear from him and the direction that he wants me to go. And so as I believe that he brought me into the uh, career of education, uh, albeit for a, a momentary time, so much about my career in education as a teacher, teaching uh, U.S. history, uh, being an administration, being a football coach, uh, both an assistant and a head football coach, uh, being a junior high principal and a high school vice principal. So many things about that career, 15-year career, I learned uh, and that are now being used in an amazing way because of the lessons learned, uh, how I interact with people and, and everything else that God has been bringing me through. Uh, up till now has brought me to this point of now being uh, in full-time ministry, uh, pastoring a church, 
and being involved with Student Venture Club, we cannot allow our circumstances, whatever they may be, to dictate our perception of Jesus Christ. We cannot allow our circumstances because we go through a tough moment or a tough time or a very long stretch of a hard life or whatever it might be to determine our relationship with the Lord because the gospel doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so if he doesn't change, we're the ones that are deciding to either keep our eyes focused on him, uh, be more intentional about our relationship with him or not. He doesn't change. He's always right there. It's us that have to open our eyes and continue to follow him on a daily basis. That when you are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and you've committed your life to him, you are trusting in him, you are now in a process of sanctification, meaning God is going to work in and through you, continue to mold you and shape you, continue to allow you to go through certain circumstances and, and highs and lows, all for the sake of growing you to the point where you are more and more righteous and holy day after day after day. That is our eternal pursuit. In the time that God gives us on this planet, our pursuit is to follow him. Our pursuit is to grow closer to him, pursue what that holiness is, pursue that, that perfection. Attainable? Perfection is not attainable for us here. But our pursuit is that sanctifying purpose to be set apart, to be different from the world around us so that when we walk our life and we, we live our life and we have a job and we have a family and we're, we continue to grow in the Lord, people will see more and more and more of the leading of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ evident in our life by the way that we live, by the things that we say, by our response to circumstances. Let me, let me uh, give you a, a passage of scripture I, I want to uh, I think is, is, is important in this. And it comes from the book of Philippians chapter one, verse six. And what it says in, in Philippians one, six, it says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So when you have given your life to Jesus Christ at that moment, God began a new work in you. That's why when, when at salvation, when you trust in Jesus, it's called being born again. You're a new person right? And so that's justification. So your, your, your sin is wiped clean. You're brand new, you know? And, and so at that moment, God is now going to work in you and through you. And that is a, that again, that eternal lifelong pursuit, as long as we are here, that sanctification process, that is the good work that God is doing through you. And so how you pursue that is important. How you Continue to press into Jesus in this time when when time is difficult, uh, when you're just sick and tired of being at home, when you want to get out and go do things. How are you going to pursue that? How are you pursuing your relationship with Jesus now? How are you looking for opportunities for Jesus to use you in this circumstance right now? Because that's what our life is completely enveloped by right now. The now the quarantine right? Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter six, seek first the kingdom of God, because we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Stop worrying about what may happen with all the restrictions and everything that uh, is going to happen in California uh, due to the coronavirus. Don't worry about all that. 
if you worry about it, what do you, what, how is that adding anything to your purpose and what God wants you to do right now? So that's why today has enough trouble of its own, he tells us. So seek him in the now. <laughs> how are you going to live your life for Jesus Christ now? You guys have any thoughts or questions or, or anything about, about that and, and how you continue and pursue that process of sanctification? Would you let me know? That is the purpose of our life in Jesus in why we live the life that we live. It is all for him. It is all about him. It is all him doing the work in us. And so therefore we need to know more and more and more about him every day. And he's given us his word and we need to understand it. And if you don't understand it, you ask questions, right? It's all about learning more about him, being a disciple of Jesus and pursuing a deeper relationship with him, uh, whatever your circumstance may be. I hope you've um, been encouraged a, a little bit, that you've been able to um, hear a little bit more uh, and maybe apply uh, not my life and my story to your circumstance, but just consider your own story, right? And, and figure out ways in which you can share your testimony, your faith story with those around you to encourage them to continue to pursue the life that Jesus wants for you. All right, God bless you guys. Let me pray for you and then uh, we'll sign out. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to share. Lord, I pray that those who watch would be encouraged in you. Lord, we trust in you. We live for you. Use us, Father God, as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.